0: Welcome to the Restless Ones. I'm Jonathan Strickland. I've spent the last 12 years covering technology and learning how it works, demystifying everything from massive parallel processing to advanced robotics and everything in between. As we stand at the beginning of a new era of unprecedented connectivity with the rollout of 5G technology, I'm partnering with T-Mobile for Business to sit down with some of the visionary leaders in technology across all industries to get a better understanding of how tech and connectivity will change business forever. These leaders are the pioneers who don't follow trends. They define them. This show is their story. They are the Restless Ones.
1: I'm excited for 5G to come on uh, mainstream. And i tell you why. It's because uh, our world is becoming a collection of sensors. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, whether we subscribe to them or not is immaterial. Uh, over time, uh, we're going to be surrounded by sensors, and we'll be also a part of that sensor community.
0: For the first episode in this series, we couldn't have picked a better guest than Ravi Simhambatla, Chief Technology Officer at United Airlines. Ravi has a long background in technology and leading teams to come up with innovative solutions to truly challenging problems. He was employee 53 with Virgin Airlines, where he helped create a new airline that could offer services that more entrenched companies couldn't at the time. He served for three years as CTO for Aer Lingus before joining United Airlines, where he continues to chart a course that takes advantage of the latest technologies in ways that impact all areas of the business, from back-end operations to customer experiences. I started by asking Ravi if there were any particular technological solutions he could point to as an example of how his vision and leadership came into play in overcoming a challenge. Here's what he had to say.
1: My vision is only as good as the team uh, that works with me. Um, So I think one of of the biggest problems uh, for an airline, so I'll talk about my immediate context, uh, is something called revenue management. Mm -hmm. Uh, in, in, In a nutshell, it is a science of when should we fill up our planes uh, with people at what price points? Mm -hmm. Um, And one of the big challenges we had uh, about three years ago was that our existing revenue management system uh, was producing uh, a questionable forecast, uh, which was forcing our teammates to actually really smart women and men, uh, instead of working on optimizing a forecast, they were working on correcting the forecast. Um, and if you do that, you spend a lot of, uh, you know, a lot of your energy and calories in doing things that don't really add value. Mm-hmm. Um, so over the last three years, my team, uh, along with uh, our revenue management uh, experts, we built a brand new system called Gemini, um, which uh, does what we call conditional demand forecasting. It has reduced our incidence of errors against forecasts of bias. Mm-hmm. Uh, Uh, dramatically enough that over the last two years, it has added over $680 million of uh, revenue value back to the company. That is huge, uh, on the one hand. On the other hand, it gives our analysts, our really smart people, um, the opportunity in the space to actually analyze bigger, deeper problems, and they can be more future-looking. So we're very proud of that. uh, again, it's, uh, I would say it's not my vision per se, but it takes it takes a really, really strong team to bring these things to uh, bear, and we did that. That's yeah. a that's a great example, and I, I love
0: that you also you you make that relevant to the idea of freeing up opportunity to tackle bigger problems, and even using the information that you get through one project to inform you for those bigger problems in the world of bigger data. We used to say big data. I think it's even bigger than it was then. Uh, and in the world of things like machine learning, where we're able to pair these together in order to understand underlying trends and underlying uh, factors that determine different things within business that maybe were not obvious before, because we just, the, the information's too big.
1: We can't see the patterns. Uh, I love what you're saying, because it's uh, uh, it's exactly how I feel as well. And, you know, in fact... Uh, um, I was talking to some folks about you know, ML and AI and, you know, and the base benefits that I see these, um, uh, these technologies, uh, actually these, I would say these thought processes bring to the table. Mm-hmm. And the one thing is this. Imagine, so, um, uh, the, imagine if I have a process that takes a week to complete, end to end. Um, that is seven days, seven multiplied by you know, 24 hours. Uh, a lot of hours go into that. Mm-hmm. Imagine if I were able to achieve that. Uh, in an hour, I've certainly saved you know, almost all of seven days of thinking and work. It almost gives me, so if I'm able to do that, if I'm able to compress time, that's the one thing we do not have any control over It's time. Mm-hmm. If I'm able to even virtually compress time, I have some sort of a crystal ball that can see into the future, um, which is I've saved almost seven days of my time, I'm able to drive what the future may hold. And I think that's, that's what gets me really excited about these techs. Um, just the ability to get decisioning done faster, but testing and learning done faster. So, you know, if you're going to make mistakes, make them faster and learn faster. That is going to be incredibly exciting.
0: Ravi, the the airline industry, obviously very tech-heavy industry, uh, both back-end and front-end. Can you talk about some of the challenges that the industry faces? And that United particularly has taken great strides towards uh, solving these various challenges.
1: Yeah, I mean, one of the coolest things we did uh, recently is uh, something called Connection Saver. So United is a a very connections-heavy airline. Mm -hmm. Uh, We have a very deep domestic network. Um, and so folks fly us from CDA to CDB to get to CDC, and those mm-hmm. are connections. Um, and because this is such a large country, many a time a delay anywhere up and down the line can result in a customer or more customers missing out on their connections, or uh, their time between connections getting hyper compressed. Mm-hmm. Um, and. What that does is it just creates poor customer experiences, but also puts a lot of pressure on our frontline teammates at the airports to recover from those situations. So we launched this uh, program called Connection Saver. Uh, It's a set of algorithms. That looks at incoming flights. Uh, looks at how much uh, um, how much time is left for customers on, you know, let's say, a flight from Atlanta to Chicago, mm-hmm. or the way to San Francisco. How much time do they ha- do they have left to make the connection? Um, and in in some cases, what we will do is we will actually hold the next flight mm. for a few minutes uh, for the customers to actually make that connection. Um, this is kind of unheard of in the industry uh, <clears throat> because the industry was always keyed around we've got to depart on time. We have something called D0, like departure within zero minutes of your schedule. Mm-hmm. Um, and you can imagine uh, for a customer who is trying very hard uh, and she wants to get to her destination, we have this kind of, if this is how we measure ourselves, then it's, it's kind of a wrong way to do it. So the company, uh, you know, uh, between airport operations and, uh, you know, uh, and technology, uh, this, this program is designed to help customers make those connections. And thus far, we've actually saved over 50,000 connections. And this was launched, uh, I guess, in the middle of the year. Um, And that's a huge, huge difference to our customers. It makes, Mm -hmm. you know, we might save on the D0. uh, 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 You know, we might not save on the D0, but we actually make the connection for the customer and we complete their journey.
0: Yeah. So in this case, you might argue that this is a place where, the wrong metric was being held up as being the most important, at least for the the experience of the customer who has that connection to make. I don't think that they would necessarily feel better if the team were to say, "Well, yeah, you missed your flight," but on the flip side, that that departing flight left on time. Yeah, yeah it's not, not a big comfort,
1: but yeah, yeah. It's to me, it's an outstanding example, uh, and I'm going to brag a little bit about United. Uh, okay, where uh, you know folks throughout a company are thinking in. Very innovative, and you know, I won't say radical, but really, really innovative, and you know, deep thinking on how we can improve our customer experience. And what are the di- because we are such a big airline, we carry 160 million people every year. Um, so these small things make a big, big difference. You know, so it's not just the technology; it's how uh, our teammates have started thinking about how we can do better. Uh, so it's, it's it's a very prideful thing for us, and. As I expect, uh, as our airline keeps growing, Connection Saver is going to become more and more and more important uh, to United and to our customers.
0: Well, and, and another challenge I think that we're seeing throughout all industries right now when it comes to technology is how do you decide which technologies to adopt and when to implement? And how do you, how do you evaluate the technologies that represent true value versus those that might be more buzzword-ish, how do you go about evaluating these different technologies and deciding sort of which ones are worth the risk of investing in versus which ones you might want to wait and see if there's actually a true implementation?
1: Right. Um so I think uh, uh, my north star has always been uh, enhancing customer experience and enhancing employee experience, and returning to the shareholders. Mm-hmm. Right. So um, there is a lot of technology. There's a lot of I would say noise in the system. Mm-hmm. Um, but even in that noise, there are these uh, you know nuances that we can pick up on, and you know we can find value in tech. That might. Uh, aid in one of one or all of these three areas which I just mentioned which is customer experience employee experience and uh, you know shareholder value and for us it is creating those those vehicles uh, you know uh, enabling business enabling experiences that matter the most for us Um, at the end of the day it has to it has to provide value back right Mm. and uh, in some cases, we see monetary value, but for an airline, one of the biggest value drivers: customer satisfaction and, of course, employee satisfaction. So, is what we are doing going to provide value for that? Um, certainly, you know, uh, economic value is very, very important to us as well. All that being said, you know, so I just talked about the traditional business case model. Mm-hmm. Uh, all that being said, we do need to leave room for innovation, mm-hmm. um, wherein it is okay to play around with a little bit of the futuristic tech. And bring it back uh, into the folds of like I would say corporate America to see how that might fit in,
0: yeah. and and one of the things I wanted to talk about is, you know the technology that enables these things to happen. I think of connectivity as being sort of the backbone for a lot of these individual pieces of technology because it's how they communicate with each other, how they communicate potentially with an end user, whether that's uh, a customer or an employee. in this world, as we're seeing of evolving connectivity, with faster connectivity and and more, Options along those lines. Do you see that as
1: a huge opportunity as well? Absolutely. Uh, you know, uh, I'm excited for five G to come on uh, mainstream, and I tell you why. It's because uh, our world is becoming a collection of sensors. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, whether we subscribe to them or not as a material, uh, over time uh, we're going to be surrounded by sensors, and we'll be also uh, part of that sensor community. Um, as this world becomes bigger and bigger, the traditional, uh, I would say, capabilities of networks simply will not be able to sustain Mm -hmm. um, the kind of workload that they're being expected to, right? So uh, pushing out compute more to the edge, pushing out connectivity more to the edge, um, uh, I think it's going to be, in my opinion, it's going to be a very, very big uh, innovation, um, creator and innovation driver. And... I'm, I'm off the belief right now, you know, unless stuff changes, that um, 5G is going to enable that on the edges. Mm-hmm. Uh, and that's the one place where today we, you know, whether you're at an airport or you're at a stadium or you're walking in a mall or wherever you might be, um, being able to connect uh, at hyper-fast speeds, having, uh, you know, gobs and gobs of bandwidth is going to, Completely change, uh, you know, how we think about the solutions you put in front of people. Airlines are expanding. Mm-hmm. Uh, United is expanding, uh, which means uh, we have more capacity. We have more customers flying the systems. You know, you can see the airports. Mm-hmm. There are more and more people flying. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, it's 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 such an enabler for commerce, um, uh, and and I think it's it's enabling customer experiences is is great. But moving computing to the edge and the speed of compute and the speed of data. Um, also greatly helps our frontline teammates who actually are in the business of helping customers mm-hmm. uh, have great experiences. So it has um, it has benefits on both sides of the coin, uh, which is what makes it such a such a uh, a nice thing to look forward to. Another
0: question I had for you though was we had mentioned earlier about machine learning and artificial intelligence. Do you have any sort of dream visions of what that kind of implementation might be in the future?
1: Yeah, absolutely. So today we already do a fair bit of uh, ML uh, to create personalization. Yeah, certainly it could be a lot deeper. Uh, but yeah, my vision is to give incredibly deep, I would say, personal experiences to consumers, because, you know, um, you know, in a few years ago, the, the industry thought that, uh, you know, customers have maybe eight or nine personas at any, you know, that they might carry when they're traveling. Um, uh, my belief is, and I might be wrong, but I, I think I, I might be more on the right side of this mm-hmm. is that, uh, consumers can have multitudes of personas depending mm-hmm. upon where they are in the travel experience. Um, what they're going through in that particular travel experience, what they're expecting at the end of it. Um, So to be able to grab all that interaction data from uh, from our customers and in every subsequent interaction back with them, using what we already know about them to create better experiences is, to me, uh, the holy grail. Because you make the experience great, they want to come back, uh, mm-hmm. uh, and they want to fly you because they feel that you know them. And if they come back, well, that's that creates commerce, right? That's great for business. Um, so I think the depersonalization is definitely, you know, the aviation industry has talked a lot about it. Uh, United is, I would say, pretty forward. Uh, we, uh, we do a pretty good job, and we have some very solid plans going into the next three to four years to create deep personalization you know enable experiences for our customers we started that with a, on a mobile app uh, we have uh, you know gamification that kind of uh, you know nudges our members to interact with us more so they get rewards but they also also get great benefits back from united and it's all based on uh, machine learning so that's incredible
0: we're going to take a quick break with our conversation with ravi but we'll be right back you know who you are, a boundary pusher, a big thinker in the relentless pursuit of the next big innovation for your business. T-Mobile for Business knows that the future demands true workforce mobility. And in the new era of 5G, being able to assess the needs of your company in real time could transform everyday functions. The 5G revolution has begun, and the future of businesses like yours will be powered by advancements in 5G networks, built to reach more people in more places without slowing you down. T-Mobile for Business can help you realize the full potential of your business as 5G unfolds. Business is changing. Learn more at tmobileforbusiness.com. The future is closer than you think, and it all starts in the palm of your hand. You've heard the news. 5G is here. But what does that really mean? How will it impact you? In this iHeart series, This Time Tomorrow, presented by T-Mobile for Business, join hosts Oz Volishin and Kara Price as they walk us through a mobile revolution that will start to change the future of business and the way we interact with the world around us. From environmental science to law enforcement, entertainment, healthcare, and travel, innovation is coming. Join them as they explore how this revolution could impact your life and give you new ways to connect and engage. This time tomorrow is now available on the iHeartRadio app or wherever you listen to podcasts. One other thing I wanted to mention or, or get into is uh, the airline industry in particular is one of those where you have so many different systems that all have to work together in order for things to to actually work overall, right? So can you talk a bit about that challenge? I'm assuming you have like a really deep test environment where you go through lots of testing in order to make sure that all these changes you're putting in, that they, they work on their own and that they're not breaking anything else.
1: Yeah, I mean, our, uh, so our rigor is very deep and very wide. So, you know, uh, we have excellent engineering um, skills here. Mm-hmm. Uh, we also have excellent testing skills here. Mm-hmm. But what's most important, we have a very strong governance around change management and recoverability. You know, So for us, we know, uh, because these are computing systems, they will break. Uh, so preventing the breakage is very, very important. But mm-hmm. mean time to recovery is far more important, right? So when you're, in, uh, when you're in a live environment and a system goes down or a component of a system goes down, it is affecting customers and or employees somewhere. Mm-hmm. And so for us, recovering that is 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 very, very key for us. With respect to testing, you know, most of our digital products now we we have adopted wholeheartedly the agile methodology. And our quality engineers are actually embedded in our pods. So as we move forward in time, what is happening is the code that we build out is getting better and better in terms of quality, not just in terms of code quality, but also in terms of security. Mm -hmm. Um, So yeah, it's firmly embedded. We take it very seriously because, you know, uh, Sunday after Thanksgiving, we carried about 580,000 customers across our system. And can you imagine if you did not have reliable systems? What yeah. they would go through, um, and so for us we, we it's very near and dear to us, and uh, over the last three years, um I think we've done a fantastic job here to to kind of greatly reduce uh, you know I'll, I'll give you an example. so we've reduce our you know tech related flight delays by fifty six percent which is huge, and so we we actually record every impact to every flight because of technology, and those are our kpis that we we, we drive back into the team. Um, to ensure that we're getting better every day.
0: That's incredible. Yeah. And and I love that we also got into another big challenge that leaders in tech face, which is that that concept of change management versus the, that desire that I think is deep within any techie to really explore the new stuff. I think at the heart of every real technologically oriented person is that that hacker mentality of, I want to learn how this works and I want to learn what I can do with it beyond what maybe it was intended to do. But being able to to balance that with a change management strategy
1: where you have the space to play in that world. I mean, I th- uh, my humble opinion is is technologists, especially programmers are like artists mm-hmm. and, you know, they're very creative beings. And yes uh, given half a chance, they will create you yes, know? and they'll find many different ways of creating uh but we do you know so we we have room for that creativity, we want to make sure we leave room for that because that's that's the energy that drives them, uh but at the same time, they clearly understand you know the balance you know why we are here uh why what we does may impact you know uh, uh Customers, employees, positively or negatively, and so we maintain those balances. Uh, but it works out pretty well.
0: Big companies, obviously, they have a lot of infrastructure. They got a lot of processes. Uh, there's a lot of momentum built up behind what uh, the the things that go on within a big company. But that also means that it presents a challenge when you want to implement really sort of revolutionary changes or or uh, new. Uh, Products or new abilities within existing products. So, how do you tackle that particular challenge when you want to implement something new uh, inside a a, an established company the size of United?
1: Uh, So, we have, very simply put, we have adopted user centric design. Uh, So, you know, before I'd say all technology teams in the past, sometime in the past, uh, would have. Jumped into engineering first mm-hmm. and design later. Uh, but we uh, wholeheartedly adopt user-centric design. Uh, so what we do is we bring our stakeholders uh, into the room. So if you're going to roll something out to our customers, uh, you know, we'll bring a customer panel from the outside. If you're going to roll something out to a flight attendants, we bring them uh, into the room. If you're going to roll it out to the frontline agents, we bring them into the room. And we get them to help us design the products Um, before we get into engineering. So there's a lot of design work that goes on there. There's also a lot of stakeholder management that needs to be done.
0: I'm going to put the prognosticator hat on you. Are there any general trends or any emerging things in technology that you feel are really poised to make dramatic impacts on industry in general, the airline industry in particular, Uh, things that, that... you cannot wait to get your, your hands into that you really see as being
1: transformative. The new tech out there is really going to help us solve some deeply embedded problems mm-hmm. uh, in our industry. The cloud providers are really taking on uh, some massive challenges because they have the, I would say they have the ability to do so. And they're solving some, some very deep challenges that you know, at the end of the day, what they allow you to do is uh, they allow your technology teams to operate at a very, very high speed, which Mm -hmm. they have never seen before. Um, At the same time, they're providing tool sets out there that enable, uh, you know, very iterative, very fast-paced test and learn uh, uh, scenarios. So I think... You know, it's more of a concept, but that concept, I think, is going to be very deeply embedded and very deeply rooted. And I I really think that, you know, so uh, when I I speak to folks coming out of university, um, hey, what do you want to work on? Uh, Okay, I want to work on AI. I want to work on ML. I want to work on robotics. Robotics is going to be huge. Mm -hmm. Uh, uh, I want to work on autonomous vehicles. Um, Okay, all of these things are enabled at scale uh, and you have to enable these at scale because doesn't otherwise it doesn't really matter. right. Um, and that's where I think the cloud providers are going to be are going to be uh, very key you know in this uh, in this uh, in this journey. But I'll just take a, uh, a stab at autonomous vehicles. I really think uh, there's a huge future for it. Uh, mm. I'm not so sure about the roads of Chicago. <laughs> <laughs> um, I think autonomous vehicles will be very successful as far as long as there are fewer and fewer human beings driving in the same roads, um, which is why uh, AVs will be, I think, really effective in highly controlled environments Mm -hmm. um, and, you know, highly regulated environments. Um, And somewhere, sometime in the future, I would say, you know, the freeway, the logistics on the freeways, you know, the big trucks are autonomous Mm -hmm. um, or the ramps inside airports, right? So again, Mm -hmm. fully Mm -hmm. autonomous, Um, but that's, I think, way out in the future. I mean, I'll tell you, I'll give you an example. Um, uh, I was in an Uber yesterday, and my driver was from Nigeria, from mm-hmm. Lagos. And, mm-hmm. you know, he's been in the U.S. for, you know, many, many years. We mm-hmm. were just talking about Hyperloop. Um, and so this is an Uber driver uh, who emigrated, immigrated away from his home country 30 years ago. And he sees the future of Hyperloop in Africa, uh, connecting the East Coast and the West Coast and all the cities in the middle. And... That continent, you know, uh, has great potential, mm-hmm. uh, and you know, technology like this. You know, it's it's an emerging tech now. Whether it's hyperloop or bullet trains or ultra high-speed trains, whatever that might be, mm-hmm. uh, connecting people, right? it comes down to people. Connecting people uh, creates commerce and creates relationships and you know social structures, and 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 that just has very good connotations to it. So I think it's it's going to be very important to do that and not to let technology go so far ahead without really connecting the human being back to it.
0: I, I couldn't agree with you more. I think that uh, the human element is one of those things we have to keep first and foremost in our minds. Uh, as exciting as the prospect is of, of raw technology, to, to the techies yeah. among us. We do occasionally remember, oh, wait, this is for people. We have to remember that. Yeah. Uh, and I, I fully agree as well that connectivity is, in fact, uh, key to that, whether it's actually physically connecting communities together through infrastructure like Rail or Hyperloop, uh, whether we're talking about uh, wireless communications connectivity, all these things are enabling that next revolution in both technological development and the uh, industrial implementation of that technology. So uh, this has been a phenomenal conversation. So I suppose I'll conclude with you personally. What is your ideal vision of a perfect day 15
1: years from now? In 15 to 20 years, Mm -hmm. um, I would like to see man, and woman on Mars. Mm-hmm. Um, and I, I really want that because, uh, you know, the last time the space program uh, kicked in high gear, it created an incredible slew of uh, offshoot and alternate technologies that mm-hmm. we hadn't even considered. Mm-hmm. Um, for us to be able to send human beings all that distance um, and sustain them and create a sustainable environment there uh, would, in my opinion, also create... A lot of technologies, uh, as a result, that would benefit humans who are who are still here. You know, whether it's the environment, or medicine, uh, or compute, or education. I think uh, uh, I, uh, I'm very excited for that future. Mm-hmm. And you know, and so when I'm retired, and I can look up in the sky, I can say, "Well, yeah, we've been there." So.
0: Yeah, <laughs> I I love that thought too, and I, I agree. I think that uh, human ingenuity is a, a remarkable resource that we have. And once we have identified our goal, especially if it's a really hard one, whether it's getting to the moon or getting to Mars, then then we start looking at, all right, well, if that's our goal, what are the steps we have to take in order to get there? And we start to identify what those challenges are, and then we start to solve for them. And we realize in retrospect, we had that capability to make all that stuff from the beginning. Finding that, that goal, finding that challenge is what drives people. And gives them the the motivation and the passion to tap into that innovative spirit that I think is just uh, part and parcel with being a human. It's what being human is, and being able to do that uh, is really exciting. Well, thank you so much. This has been an incredible conversation, and uh, I very much look forward to your future. And uh, if you ever, you know, have a motorcycle you you're looking to sell, just Give me a call.
1: Jonathan, thank you. It's been a privilege. Uh, I've followed you for a number of years, and I think uh, uh, today was a highlight uh, that I've had in the last few years. So thank you very much for the time.
0: Ravi really helped me better understand how the airline industry can best implement solutions by finding that delicate balance between innovation, implementation, and change management. The real trick is knowing when to put your thumb down on the scale to tip that balance when the time is right. His thoughts on how technology is poised to really revolutionize business operations are inspiring. And like Ravi, I agree that machine learning, artificial intelligence, and connectivity will all play vital roles in this future. As we see 5G technologies roll out across the world will enable unprecedented implementations that will change literally everything about how we conduct business, from the infrastructure that underlies it all to the end user experience. In our next episode, we'll be looking at how Cary, North Carolina is incorporating technology to transform how cities work, creating a truly smart city that uses data to maximize efficiency and provide incredible value to citizens and visitors alike. I can't wait for you to hear it. That's on the next The Restless Ones. This has been The Restless Ones, a production of T-Mobile for Business and iHeartRadio. No matter what you're after, T-Mobile for Business is here with a network born mobile and built from the ground up for the next wave of innovation. From mobile broadband to IoT to workforce mobility and everything in between, T-Mobile for Business is committed to helping innovative decision makers like you move your business forward with the products and services you need, as well as the dedicated award-winning service your business expects from America's most loved wireless company. Business is changing. Learn more at T-MobileForBusiness.com.